giving us that edge because again, I want to bring that edge to everybody. I want to start hiring, hiring art, um, you know, minority artists, um, writers, um, even you know, film. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things Black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say Black, y'all say Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say Black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this 41st edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. Thank you so much for tuning in and thank you for your insightful questions and provocative show ideas. Please continue emailing those to me directly at Blair at blackbrand.biz, B-L-A-I-R at blackbrand.biz or sharing them via Facebook or Instagram at blackbrandbiz or at Black Wall Street Today. Today's show focuses on ownership and entertainment. I am super excited. Um, just a, a huge topic, and we have some phenomenal guests that are going to be sharing with us. Our first one is Mr. Michael Lamel. Michael Anthony, Anthony Lamel is an American actor, producer, singer, composer, filmmaker, voice talent, and entertainment entrepreneur. Wow, that's a lot. With more than 25 years of professional industry experience in television, stage, film, and music, Michael Lamel has worked with such noble artists as Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks, Spike Lee, B.B. Winans, Stephanie Mills, Melba Moore, Don Lewis, Tony Terry, Tim and Daphne Reed, Shamar Moore, and many others. Michael is president and CEO of the Lamel Group, an entertainment company that specializes in all aspects of film production, theatrical production, live concert, uh, and AV support, artist management and development, and show day consulting. Michael remains an active entertainer, directing youth initiatives, uh, including Point Aim and Shoot Studios. We'll definitely be talking more about that, which teaches young people how to shoot film and photography. The basic premise is removing weapons, replacing them with cameras. Lamel has also recently acquired space inside Military Circle Mall that he calls hashtag number one space, which is an acronym, space for performing arts and creative expression. Welcome to the show, Michael. How are you? I am well, Miss Blair, and uh, thank you for having me. Yes, I am super <laughs> excited. You know I want to dive right in to it. the business piece, right? Yes. We had a show a little a little while ago um, where we focused on the music business, right? Mm. Um, and just everything that encompasses that. I'm impressed with you. You've carved out this niche, right, in Hampton <laughs> Roads and beyond, and it has become sustenance for you. Yes. Um, so that is a thing that can happen. First <laughs> it, of all, it, congratulations. First of all, that is a thing that can happen. Thank you very much. Uh, recently. Myself. It's more than talent, though, right? It is definitely more than talent. <laughs> it is drive and perseverance and uh, uh, determination. <laughs> it is a few things. Um, but the principal thing is a choice. So, wow. Which is the greatest gift I've always believed that the Creator gave to us was, is a choice. What um, is the choice? The choice. The choice to marry your gifts and your talents, your your. Uh, passion to your purpose marry them together and then profit comes productivity yeah is it really is it i mean is it, it i mean it feels like it could be easier said than done though it particularly as it relates to profit when you're acting in your passion right i know for me i just oh yeah i'll help you with this i'll help you with that da, 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 da. i'm out of day and have not acquired right. any dollars yet right, right, right. <laughs> right? how do you navigate position. that space position you have to position yourself and uh, 
sow into good ground and consider yourself good ground to sow in. The investments go to you first. Um, and that's not haughty or high-minded, but it is a matter of worth. If your passions and your gifts to you are worth, are worthy of your own investment, then you can consider that others will see the worth and value in that and invest consequently into you. So but it starts with you, the choice. I am going to do this. If this job is not available, I will create one and it will align with my passion and purpose and do it myself. Whoa, that was more than a mouthful. <laughs> no, because I think that's, I mean, that's where a lot of us get hung up. You know, when we're looking at just that intersection of right. passion, purpose. Okay, this has to translate into, you know, me feeding myself. How do I scale this? Right. You know, what does that look like? A and choice. Yeah, a choice, because um, what is, it looks like not excess, number one. We are conditioned uh, in this country in this culture a lot of times to live in excess, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate in this capitalistic society. So we need, 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 con programmed to need, 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 when in fact we don't need, we want, 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 want. Mm. And, and we're, we're considering it as a need and that is, uh, we have to start with that, scale back, see what is necessary, you know? Wow, Certainly. so the first bit is, so wow, there, that's a lot. <laughs> Just, um, Assessing ourselves properly. Yes, and absolutely. And then our orientation to the world. Yes. Um, yes. Not being so caught up in what it is that we see. And, you know, oh, this, this. That doesn't have to be what it looks like. It could be simple. It's called TV programming for a reason. For a reason. Because it programs the masses. Radio programs. This is a program. Mm -hmm. And so um, good or bad, whatever the programming is, we can decide what we're taking in or what we're presenting it. Like yourself, you're producing this show. You are programming. This is excellent programming uh, or Thank reprogramming, you. if you will. Yeah. <laughs> because people, the masses are already kind of programmed for a thing. Mm -hmm. And so we we are in the business like you and myself, a couple of others, uh, reprogramming. Mm -hmm. and, um, and radio programs, TV programs, film, television, all the things I do in entertainment, I'm making choices to try to be positive and be a beacon of light in this um, I was <laughs> just going to speak to that. <laughs> One of the things that I've watched you become is a master of duplication, right? So <laughs> it's not enough to just be and do a thing. Yes, we have to correct. bring alongside others. Um, and the, the way in which you work with youth is definitely an inspiration. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Let's Larry. talk about point, aim, and shoot. Uh, all right. Please. Um, it's uh, an initiative that came up with a few years ago with a couple of friends, and um, and it was really, really something that I grew out of my a couple of passions that I have: passion for filmmaking and photography, passion for children, young people, teaching actually, mm -hmm. all ages. But young people are more moldable; you can mold them into and try to reprogram them in a better rate than adults. <laughs> mm -hmm. So bridging those two things together, taking passion and purpose, marrying them, and being productive in that wise, and then uh, trying to gain the profit. The focus is never, shouldn't be the profit. The profit comes with productivity. Mm -hmm. So focus on being productive and being consistent, and mm -hmm. then the rest comes. Well, I'm point, aim, and shoot. Uh, like How said, are the young people receiving it? Amazing.
amazing. The um, there are a couple of things that we do because they don't really get to play with cameras like that. I mean, it's not like we have five thousand dollar piece of can piece of equipment. <laughs> they get to touch it. They get cameras in their hands first week, sometimes mm -hmm. the first day. Mm -hmm. Depends on them. Like you can kind of feel mm -hmm. what is this child like, mm -hmm. and you know, usually the ones that are what we consider bad. I, I don't like that. Oh, that child is bad, you know. Um, then I gravitate to that one or they gravitate to me. Mm -hmm. And um, we find, I give them a responsibility mm -hmm. straight off the bat. Mm -hmm. You're going to be in charge of this. This is what you're going to do. And uh, Huge. Yeah, they're always in awe of other adults. Like, how did you get that result? How did you do that? Well, first of all, I considered this child a person and I respected their voice. They have one. And I helped them to realize their own voice and yielding that respect immediately gave it back. They gave it back to me. It was reciprocated. And then we had a good, good bond, established ground rules. And I was consistent in my establishing. So we don't have any behavior problems or anything ever. And, and I'm a, a man and I look like them. The school system isn't designed that way. It's very much uh, designed to put you in a, system of non-thinking and I encourage thinking self-thinking higher order thinking creative thinking what do you think one of the first questions I ask is what do you think the world is flat or a ball and it's not about the question people say oh, oh they pick sides they have cognitive dissonance <laughs> but it's about hearing that question immediately makes you take a side you have to weigh your options. Why do I mm -hmm. believe what I believe? Mm -hmm. And you snap out of some from? sort of trance. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we have wonderful discussions because photography, they learn, is an art and a science. Mm. So it's both subjective Sounds and objective. Sounds very powerful. <laughs> or you're not going to get that in school. Yeah. You know, in, in, so in are you school. teaching them to start businesses? Yes. I have six seven students right now, teenagers, who have started businesses since we started. Official, like, business license, getting income, mm -hmm. and they are not yet 18. They're Huge. 17 and under. Yeah, so seven children. Even people. that, you know. <laughs> and we talk economics. Represents a leap in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, guess what? Right, you know, This could right. be something that puts food on the table. They buy their own snacks. Like, we buy snacks uh, sometimes, you know, the company, we buy snacks and everything. But when they make a, a um, when they score a contract or do a gig, mm -hmm. they give a percentage back to the class to buy their own snacks. And they have ownership and they're very proud of that. I love it. Yeah. I got <laughs> carried away. If you've just tuned in, uh, <laughs> this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street today. I'm talking with Michael Lamel, who is an actor, producer, singer, director, nonprofit executive, et cetera, et cetera. We're talking about several of the programs that he has helmed here in the Hampton Roads region. I also want to talk a little bit about hashtag number one space. Hashtag what a concept. Space. Thank you. Uh, what are you doing there? <laughs> What's the intention behind the space? Wow. So Military Circle is under a rejuvenation, revamping, uh, transitional phase. And Which some of us have understood to mean death, total, correct. Um, permanent general, destruction. Right. The general but you public, see opportunity there. Opportunity, 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 opportunity. I remember what Military Circle used to be. Even they're changing 
the concept of it. It's not called a mall anymore. The new owners are calling it a center. So all of these mm-hmm. malls. Clearly, and you got movement mortgage in there. Centers, yeah. <laughs> it's Military Circle Center. This center is, um, wow, it's housing some great um, startup businesses, Good. grassroots businesses, owners, private owners, um, young people owning businesses. Mm. And um, I, I was excited for that. And through a, a conversation just like we're having now, uh, I told a friend, I said, hey, you all should have something with the arts in here. Mm. They already had a committed space to an artist, a local artist, mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. artist. Um, and uh, he was painting murals all over the walls. It's mm. crazy. And I was like, hey, you need something else representing the arts. Let's do plays and performances and singing. I just said it like, because I always want to just produce something. And, and next then, thing you know. <laughs> yeah, she said it in the meeting and it got to be a real thing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so, okay, let's go look at some spaces, okay? Wow. And now we're there. So, going to so put this So, what does that up. look like? Is that I bring my baby, there's some sort of membership? I mean, how is it going to play out in terms of how we can access it as right. the general public? Literally, it's going to be open for creative expression. If you want to bring your baby, your baby sings. We can put a microphone up there and invite some people and put up some chairs and let your baby sing to the people. Okay, can, so performance. Performance and events. And events, yes. okay. Any yeah. education happening? Yes, we have education. We have sign language classes that are coming. Okay. We have uh, acting classes that are coming. Okay. We have wow. uh, been asked to do a gun safety training. Boom. So, uh, we have stage combat. And it's so many different opportunities. If you have a class that you want to offer, come talk to us. Wow. Yeah, we can do it. I think just a place where you can come and do your thing and have a a venue for that. Hashtag number one space. Number one space. And that's literally the pound sign. Number one. Number one. one. I keep saying hashtag number one, but But hashtag is the... Is the first portion. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Pound, the number one, and then space. Okay. How can we connect with either of the things that we've spoken about? Is there online? Yes. Be reached? How do so we- I'm on like all the social media platforms, Michael Lamell. Um, you can go to michaellamell.com, Michael Lamell on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and, um, and shoot me a message. And that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-L-E-M-E-L-L-E. Indeed it is. Or you can stop by because I'm there. <laughs> oh, really? They're building it out. Okay. And um, when, so so implementation, when is So I would like to have the, the sign up by the end of the week. I have all the materials for it now. Um, and that's the only thing we're waiting for the opening to have to have a sign up there. That's part of their contingency to be open for business. You have to have signage yeah. so people know that you're open. And when, uh, where in the mall is it? So it's right beside the food court. Okay, the, cool. Like literally the so first. between the food court and the movies. And the movies. You're going to see it. Right there. The first one. Right there beside the food court. Go on the way to the movies. Congrats. Mm-hmm. How else can we connect with you? I think we got a minute. Hopefully we still got a minute. Um, 
anything coming up in the way of acting? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like? Let me say this. Uh, coming up, I'm doing a tour, a short tour of a play, of two plays. One called The Witch of Pungo. True story of a young lady in the 1700s being accused of being a witch. The only witch trial to happen. A phenomenal production. <laughs> Thank you, Blair. And uh, <laughs> who's a big fan who actually has my script originals. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing. Listen but, to it with my daughter. <laughs> we love it. We love it. And then um, 1619, the story of the first Africans arriving in... Uh, That's July in 11th, right? Yes, we're going to do the 11th at the Downing Girls Cultural Arts Center here in Newport News, a wonderful place. Um, thank you, Newport News and Michelle Gilliam for getting that over there. And um, 1619. And that'll be myself and a dear friend, Lisa Hernandez. Um, we will be performing that, but we'll be on tour. Written by Gary Spell uh, and created and directed. But we will be doing it with the Tidewater Winds. A whole orchestra is doing all the music for that show. And Please make sure I have Regent the singers. exact dates <laughs> and location. Please. We'll be at Regent University doing it next week, wow. next Friday, and we'll do it next Thursday at um, at Downing Gross Cultural Arts Center. Yeah. So go to my page. It'll be all up. All these things have their own Facebook pages. Okay. 1619, mm -hmm. When Destinies Collide, and The Witch of Pungo. We gotta wrap up. All right. Man. Thank you for having great? me. You'll come back? I would love to anytime for you. My cousin came on, Anthony Hairston. Yay. Tone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. This is awesome that you have this. I'm so proud of you. I've known you for, I won't say how long, but long I'm time. uber proud of you and your family. Super proud of you as well, Michael. Wow. Episode 41, Ownership and Entertainment. Up next to share with us is a gentleman who is going to talk to us about a unique opportunity with the ownership in entertainment space pertaining to the screening of films. Uh, his name is Seiko Varner. Seiko, are you there with us? Yes, ma'am. How are you? I'm feeling excellent. It's a nice sunny day outside, melanin popping. You know how it goes. It is hot as I don't even know what. <laughs> <laughs> when it's someone's house, they did not have the air on. I said, you know what? Anyway, Seiko, how are you? Again, thanks so much for uh, coming onto the show today. I understand you have some good news for us. I do, I do. On uh, Thursday, August the 1st, we're going to be screening Hidden Colors 5 at the Nero Cinema in Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Woo! Hidden yeah, Colors Melanin 5. <laughs> okay. Okay, so so this represents, you know, our show today is focused on ownership and entertainment, right? And so you've got the opportunity to create films, you've got the opportunity to screen films. All of this is is business, right? How long have you been screening films? Oh, we started screening films really in 2014. Okay. Uh, and we found independent filmmakers like Tariq Nasheed, Raheem yeah. Shabazz, Jason Black, and uh, there's another company, I can't think of the name right now, but they had a great film that was called Generation One, The Search for Black, I mean, yeah, Generation One, The Search for Black Wealth. So since 2014, we started screening films and we started working with the NARO in 2017. Okay. And it's just been going great guns. You know, Hidden wow. Colors 5 is... The I know, I want to hear more about Hidden Colors 5. What's, what's the value of this particular film for our community? Have you had a chance to see it yet? 
I have not seen it yet. I'll get a chance to screen it probably a week prior to the big screening on August 1st. Okay. Uh, but it's a documentary film that exposes the hidden and untold stories of quote-unquote black people around the globe. It helps to program and to reprogram people of African descent into understanding of self self-empowerment and telling our complete story. You know, a lot of times we'll see shows that and movies and other content that really just talks about disparaging situations that deal with people of African descent, particularly in the United States of America. We'll see films that show us as being incapable of freedom and incapable of achieving and depending upon someone else to provide freedom and emancipation for us. Mm -hmm. Well, the Hidden Color series has been pivotal because it shows throughout the entire globe you know, melanated people of African descent and the great things that have been achieved, the struggles that have been achieved. And this particular one, Hidden Colors 5, is called The Art of Black War. And it shows how um, under times of subjugation, people of African descent have fought back and overcome the, the government, the white supremacy, the black inferiority, inferiority complexes that we struggle with, how we've overcome a lot of different things. So it's the art of black war, how we can achieve and overcome. Wow. It sounds interesting. Tariq Nasheed, the person of African descent, produced the film. Okay. We purchased the screening rights. And we, when I say we, I'm talking about the Conscious Collective, and I'll go into a little detail on that in a second. We purchased the screening rights, and then we purchased the theater for that night. So you and purchased the screening rights from the, from the producer. Producer. Okay, and then you purchased the, the theater from its owner for that night. Correct. For okay. that night. Correct. And now we're selling tickets. And that's the same business model that... Fox and all the other movie theaters have. The producer owns the property. You purchase the screening rights. So uh, Cinemark, you know, with all their movie theaters, they purchase screening rights for their theaters. And it's the same thing for all the other conglomerates that show films and all the other independent wow. filmmakers and I mean film distributors. So, so you just screen have... Screen producer? Yeah. And I was just thinking, you, you have an ear to... Um, these kind of documentaries and things, right? And so... I try to. Wow. How cool is that? <laughs> it is pretty cool because uh, I mentioned that it helps to reprogram. And I grew up here in America. We were just so talking about Everything that everyone else was exposed to, I was exposed to. And so it's helping me reshift and rethink and reframe some of the things that I've experienced and some of the things that I've learned. And it fills some of the gaps. I'm an educator. I call and myself an educator. And you know, at the same time. Yeah, right, right. Hmm. And so it helps fill in some of the gaps in an entertaining manner. So now we have a fuller understanding of self. And that's one of the great things about it. So in terms of the tickets, we have tickets. You can go to hiddencolorfilm.com. HiddenColorFilm.com, and you can purchase the tickets to the screening here in the Hampton Roads area. If you live in Baltimore, or, or you know, you can get the ones in the Baltimore. If you live in New York, okay. Atlanta, okay. Florida. If you go to HiddenColorFilm.com, you can purchase Hidden tickets in um, Hampton Roads. If you want to purchase a physical ticket and escape those event bright fees, yeah, then you can go to the Positive Vibes Bookstore in Virginia Beach. Or you can go to Military Circle Center Mall. Uh, I know Mike was just talking about that. Yes. Uh, Military Circle Center Mall has a bookstore called African Vibes, and you can purchase tickets there as well. 
Wonderful. We've got one minute remaining. What else do you want to share with us, Seiko? Wow. I just want to say that this <laughs> space of developing your own content and yeah. monetizing it is the way. It's the way to go. It's the way to go with films. It's the way to go with podcasts. I know you've got, I was it's just going to say, go I know music. you've kind of figured out that podcasting piece as well, uh, which I think represents a significant opportunity in the, in the ownership domain as well. It does. It allows us to profit from the music we make and the conversations that we have. Huge. Huge. Seiko, you've been a blessing as always. I look forward to having you back on the show. The Hampton Roads Indie Author Book Festival and Fundraiser will be held. This year will mark the event's inaugural, inaugural events and aims to bring together a diverse audience from the Hampton Roads community to experience a premier book festival event, all while raising awareness and funds for Reach Incorporated. Reading enriches all children. The event will also spotlight and feature over 40 local and surrounding cities, indie authors from all genres of literature. The event is destined to draw huge crowds of book lovers from Hampton Roads and beyond. This year's recipient of sponsorship funds is again Reach Incorporated, which is a volunteer organization that promotes literacy for children who are at risk and homeless throughout coastal Virginia. Through their programs, advocates and volunteers spend time with children in both the community and shelters, reading and providing a support activity. Reach programming now serves 11 area homeless and domestic violence family shelters and 45 community partners and initiatives. The goal is to raise funds so that they may purchase 20,000 books. Wow. Here to share more about the Hampton Roads Indie Author Book Festival is Fl Florenza Lee and Leslie Carriage. Nice to see you both. Or is this Dr. Jenny Goff? Yes, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's going to go with the first one here. Us, so we're the dynamic duo, so she's here. In awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, welcome to you both, and thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for What's having us. What's the inspiration behind the festival? I love it. Thank you. You know, as an author, I am always going to events and, you know, setting up my tent and popping up my table and putting out my books. And um, earlier this year, as mm. we were returning from an event, I told my <laughs> husband, I was like, you know, we're driving four five, six hours down the highway looking for book festivals. And here yeah. we are in the greatest state ever for creativity and I didn't find that here. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a thought and I tried to pawn it off on a couple people and I was like, look, you should do this, you should do this. And finally- no, that was your baby. Listen, um, <laughs> speaking of babies, yes, I was pregnant with that thing and I was trying to surrogate wow. it for other people. Wow. And I spoke with Jenny and I was like, look, I think this is what I wanna do. And it was done. And so I'm super excited. Huge, saw an opportunity. Yes. And went, went forward with it. Yeah. Just like what our first two guests were saying. I love it. I'm kind of a book person, kind of a nerd. So you're bringing together, you're bringing together authors of every variety. Yes, we have everything, like. everything. And initially, when I started, the thought was, well, are you only going to have children's book authors because that's the genre that's your, where I write? Okay, okay. And my thought was, no, we're too broad to limit it to just one aspect. And so I did kind of draw the line for some of the super naughty naughty. Okay. Um, but good. we do have, you know, just a good variety. Um, and, and who knows? You know, my goal is truthfully that people in New York will be coming here to this festival because it's I believe that we can top that. Mm -hmm. Share the wealth. If you're yes. going to travel to, you know, these events, then certainly they should come here yes. and support yours. Mm -hmm. Wow. And gain this exposure. 
Yes, absolutely. Hampton Roads is a huge market and I appreciate that you are helping to develop it, right? So that's the focus for this show is ownership yes. inside of this entertainment space. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. people may not recognize this is a business that you've created. It really is. And yeah. although it started with a thought, it became that business and and you speak so highly about that and you're always educating us that God will give us that vision Absolutely. for what it is and it's our responsibility to carry it to term to look at what it could do not only for us mm -hmm. as your previous guest says those profits will follow mm -hmm. your purpose and if you're following a dollar then that's all you're going to catch is a hundred pennies but man if you follow that purpose the mm. return is huge and infinite it's in infinite it absolutely wow. is excitement. Yeah. And one of the things that I wanted to do with this was not only make it about books, but to also give back. And that's when I was able to um, speak with, with Dr. Goff here and say, you know, this is bigger than me. How is it that we're able to partner up with what Reach is doing and what you guys are doing? And that was the thought of let's raise enough funds to provide them with 20,000 books so that they can do what they're doing because they've been around for over 20 years and they're doing a thing. And wow. I just wanted to be a part so is this your of your organization. Yes. Reach. Yes. Oh, well, let's hear from you. Uh, well, what do you want to know? We uh, <laughs> we were founded in. Well, first, before we do that, it's been a while since I've I've uh, mentioned that if you've just tuned in, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street today. Um, we are talking today about ownership and entertainment, and we're sitting now with the hosts of the Hampton Roads Indie Author Book festival and fundraiser. So we're going to hear from uh, Dr. Jenny Goff, who is the founder of Reach Incorporated. No, yes. just the executive CEO. director. Executive director. Yeah. Well, let's hear more about the initiative. Um, so we strive to make sure that kids have access and ownership to developmentally appropriate books. Um, mm. So our big thing is distribution, um, going into communities that we know have book deserts and making sure that they have access and ownership. Um, book so deserts. I have book not heard that. Yeah. I've heard food, food deserts, deserts, right? But that's but really... book deserts, what is, how do we break that down? Yeah, so think about us very similar to a food bank. Um, we know that if there's not ingredients in the home, are you cooking? Mm -mm. We know that if there's not books in the home, are you You're reading? You're not reading, right. Right, so our big thing is to make sure that kids have access. And libraries are fantastic resources, but mm -hmm. it's also like this uh, social contract that you have to learn how to navigate. Actually, you don't so know. I had, you know, kids that have gone to... Mm -hmm. Um, the library to check books out and they have fines, $75 fines for a VHS they checked out six years ago. Mm. So we want to make sure that kids get to keep them, hold on to them and use them as a resource. And we know that literacy is huge when we start talking about breaking the cycle of poverty and making sure that kids have just the foundation to be successful. And that's what we're striving to do. Let me ask this. What is the impact of 20,000 books? So... So when Florenza reaches her goal and yeah. gets this event filled to maximum capacity, what is 20,000 books going to do for Reach? 20,000 books are going to make That's our... Phew. So this year alone, we did about 40,000 books into our area. Okay. So being able to bring in another 20,000 books means that... Um, I mean, is that like a certain number of households? Is that a certain number of zip codes? How do you all... What's the distribution method? We uh, work through other partner agencies. So okay, we're okay. very, um, we partner with the 65 different agencies and, and we empower them who are already working in the community to facilitate that literacy program. 
Got um, it. Okay. So we're with individuals so as big as the Boys and Girls Club down to church groups that have a food pantry and want to distribute mm-hmm. books. Um, okay. Florenza does um, a mobile library. Yes. And mm. we provide books for her mobile library when Absolutely. she goes into the communities. So if we like to, do you need more partners? Uh, I every know day, all day. All day. All you day, need more day. partners. Well, so how more- can we reach you if we're interested in partnering to help distribute some of these 20,000 books? Um, you just visit us at reachreads.org. Um, everything on social media, we're at reachreads. Um, our email address is reach at reachreads.org. <laughs> it's very simple, very clear cut, but we are always looking for more advocates to support our kids. Wow. Man, this has really made my day. I just love the philanthropic mission of the festival and just how this has come together. Um, Congrats. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Yes, I look forward to talking about this event next year. Yes, absolutely. Yes, and again, thank you so much for being here. You have a great day. You as well. (laughs) Bye. few things to share in the creative space. Uh, The Artist Exchange, uh, the Creative Entrepreneur Project, is coming up in New York City. The Artist Exchange is a think tank for entrepreneurs who identify, manage, and execute goals. Their aim through this medium is to connect budding and practicing entrepreneurs to other performing artists and entertainment professionals who share a commitment to launching their projects. Each session of this think tank will offer a combination of brainstorming, education, peer accountability, and support in a group setting to sharpen your business and personal skills. For more information, please visit actorsfund.org forward slash workshops. Again, that's actorsfund.org forward slash workshops, particularly relevant if you're tuning in from New York or if you plan to travel to New York. Also coming up is the second annual Music Entrepreneur Conference 2019, www.musicentrepreneurconference.com. It's a three-day experience of meaningful connections, inspiring talks, powerful resources exchange for anyone with a passion for music, creativity, and entrepreneurship. Come get introduced to the concept of positive leadership in the music industry. The Music Entrepreneur Conference was created to bring light to the real journey of entrepreneurship by bringing together leaders of music innovation, inspiration, and globalization, connecting an alliance of pioneers to empower and engage the next generation of leading music entrepreneurs. You know what? I am still excited. What a great show. Episode 41, one to remember. Coming up is Mr. Vanel Young. Vanel Young is the founder, president, and writer of Millennial Comics. Growing up in Norfolk, Virginia, Vanel always knew he'd one day be successful. His mission with Millennial Comics is to inspire others who, like him, strive for success. He believes that with a bit of focus and determination, anyone Anyone can be successful, no matter where you come from. Millennial Comics is the next generation of comics with fresh new characters and untold stories. Welcome to the show, Vanel. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing well. Wow, it's good to meet you in person. I'm looking at this beautiful piece here. Talk to us about just how you got into this work. Well, of course, uh, first, thank you for having me on here. You know, oh, it is a pleasure. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, and um, so, you know, of course, Millennial Comics is uh, the, the next generation of comics I'm trying to bring out. And the first installment is uh, Delta Dogs. Okay. You know, it's about uh, seven cousins that... Uh, oh, yep. I want to look while you talk. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's about um, seven cousins that that basically uh, grew, up, grew up in, you know, poverty 
uh, being the minority that you know they go through the everyday struggles that we went through growing up, and next thing you know, they get superpowers that makes their life just that much harder. So, you know, interesting. So the superpowers don't make their lives easier. No, not at all. Sorry, I pick up on details like that. <laughs> Superpowers actually complicate things a bit, don't they? A, a lot more than the next thing you know, the the one of the cousins um, gets them in so much trouble, and it's like, what in the world? Like, how in the world are they gonna get out of it? And sometimes they, oh, you know, I just go ahead and let y'all know. Sometimes they don't, mm. you know. So, um, just like a new take and. Uh, you know, I brought millennial comics, you know, especially these, you know, seven cousins that basically tells a story. And it's, it takes place in Norfolk, Norfolk, Virginia. Um, just bringing it to the table that, that shows like, hey, look, we we have these struggles and, and I, I definitely want to make sure that we take the driver's seat and actually tell these stories instead of letting, you know, anybody else, uh, you know, not going in depth like we can to to tell these minority stories. And as far as uh, Delta Dog... This is so powerful. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. As as far as Delta Dogs go, you know, you have these seven cousins and it's like you you have to learn that the environment, you know, isn't what's going to make you, you know. It's it's you have to look past everything that that you've grown on, grown grown up in. And, you know, you you see things, different things that it's like, you know, it's very discouraging and... You know, and next thing you know, you get the idea of, like, you come up with excuses like, hey, I, I can't, I can't do this, you know, or I can't do that. And instead of having that, that mindset of uh, I can't, you have to have that mindset of, okay, how how can I do this, you know? How can I make this work? How can, exactly. How can I make this work? So... Vanel. Yes, yes, ma'am. This, the the storyline, the inspiration behind it, all of it is super powerful. And I'm very impressed looking at what you've come up with. Talk to me about the business of it. Okay, so... Because you're talking about, I mean, incredible graphic design. I take it you hand-drew these elements initially, right? Or or what's your background to be able to bring something like this to life? Well, um, first, of course, I had to choose a story because I have plenty, I have like, hundreds and hundreds of uh, characters and I had to first wow. you know, pick through one of, you know, a few of them. And this is like more personal because again, this is stories based on, upon me and my cousins, you know? Mm. So, um, got you. Okay. Yes. I, you know, what was, I can most relate to, I wanted to start with that for my own, you know, to build from the ground up. And, um, the business side of it is, you know, of course you, you, you write, um, get your theme set up, uh, what do you want to base the story? What do, what do you want to tell to your audience, to teach your audience, you know, to get kind of uh, your view on things? And then, of course, you get things that um, that challenge those those ideas. Okay, so the first part is the story. The story, exactly. Okay, and then what? And then, of course, you know, you get somebody to look over, you know, you have an editor. Okay. And um, next thing you know, you go ahead and start getting things drawn up. And when you get to that stage of the drawing stage, you can actually like get to that visual part of it. And but are you the illustrator? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Actually, um, the the artist for issue one is actually um, Felix Morales. Okay. Mm. Wow. So so we've already before we've made any money, we've got an editor involved, yep, exactly. an illustrator involved. Okay. Yep. So. 
then um, of course you have to find your printing company. You have to actually learn how to, um, which all this stuff I did not know. This is stuff yeah, I'm running into. Yeah, there's a learning curve, right? It, yes. It, it's, it's fun. Don't ever think of it as like, man, look, I can't do this. Like, no. It's a, it's a okay, oh, this is what I got to do? All right, cool. What's next? So, you, so was your illustrator able to lay it out as well in terms of like Photoshop or InDesign or Illustrator or whatever program you use to build it? Um, well, they of course, they give you files which you have to learn the different file names like mm -hmm. uh, PNG and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And um, you have to first talk to, of course, a printing company and see what, what type of format you need to, um, to have everything in a, a nice... Uh, you know, structure where they can actually like put it on paper and, mm -hmm. and print it out. Like you have to have, uh, like I didn't, I didn't know how many pages you need, so you can actually have a complete a book, book. You know, right. so uh, I mm -hmm. didn't think about things like that. So I had to run into it and and actually, um, you know, learn about these different things. So it's stuff that you have to, of course, look it up. Or um, my artist, um, he didn't know about a lot of this stuff. You know, he just, you know, of course, draw draws it out and send me the um, send me the files, which I had to again. Um, I don't know, like one, um, the printing company for this one is Minuteman Press, which is in now downtown Norfolk. It's a local, <laughs> local business. Local black owned. They're one of our yeah. members. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> same awesome. page. Same page. Okay. And um, so after you know get that done, uh, you know you get your prints. Make sure again everything is um, is what you know spelled out right. Um, everything is really consistent, and then um. So you know, you now you have your you have your deal, bringing it to market. Exactly. Get, How have you bought it, it to market so uh, far? Uh, I mean, nowadays you can have uh, you know the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Facebook, um, Instagram, and um, but the main thing is to go out to the conventions. The conventions is mm -hmm. where it's like. Hey, you get to meet with people. Mm -hmm. um, you can see how people like it, you know, this and that. So you've done Comic-Con? Yeah, I did. Okay. I just got finished with a Comic-Con. Um, it was in Virginia Beach at okay. the um, Convention Center. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And um, the next one is going to be um, in Richmond, actually, on the 13th of July. Awesome. Yeah, Richmond Con. Yeah. I have a cousin. You may have heard of him. He he's, does the same thing that you do. Uh oh But he lives up in... Uh, Grand Rapids. So okay, okay. Comic Con's there, and I'm told he's traveling here for a Comic Con. So maybe you guys. Let me find out. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll connect you guys. Uh, he's I doing like too. that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's a great deal because again. So, my, what's your goal long term for this? Where do you where do you want to see who's your who's your target audience? Who do you want this to be in the hands of? Um. Just. Just the, um, the minority that, that actually, you know, the people that really understand. Are exactly. we talking about teenagers? Or teenagers, so? yes. Um, okay. Teenagers, um, you know, going to the, the, the 20s, you know, 30s. Okay. You know, everybody would definitely, like, understand exactly the, the, the sweat that these kids go through. Mm. So, um, wow. Where, how can we connect with you? We've got about a minute remaining. Okay. Um, where can we, where can we find this piece? Delta dogs. Is this the only, this is the only thing that's available presently, right? Yeah. First piece. Man and Man Press is actually producing issue two and issue three as we speak right Good. now. And, um, issue four is, is going to be coming right after that. So hopefully within this month, we'll have those other issues already printed out. Okay. Um, but you okay. can find me of course on, um, Facebook millennial comics. Okay. Um, um, and then also I'm building a, a website which I'll keep everything as long as you follow that Facebook page you'll you'll get all the updates of the, the website that's coming out the issues 
um, even posters that we're doing for each cousin and um, any other um, superheroes that we're that we're bringing out. Wow! So just follow that that Facebook page, and we'll definitely keep you guys updated. Perfect. Congratulations to you, Ronel. I look forward to having you back on the show and hearing much more about your success. Thank you so it's a much. Big undertaking. I'm super proud. Thank you so much. And this just this platform. I just I love stuff like this. Like seriously, I love stuff like this. Like so you, there's a need for it, right? There's definitely <laughs> a need for it. And, yeah. You know, just enjoying you guys. Um, just speak on um, just the the community. You know, and just finally giving us that edge because again I want to bring that edge to everybody I want to start hiring art um, you know minority artists um, writers um, even you know film um, actors and stuff like that you know I'll definitely like to and now more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham on Smooth 88.1 WHOV Welcome back. We're wrapping up. I want to share these five talents you need to be a strong leader in media and entertainment. And then we'll close out with our last guest. So five talents. The first is mentorship. Find a strong and inspiring mentor, role model, or coach that can help you develop authentic leadership skills as there are no rule books. I find that to be so important. Number two, innovation. Innovate or become irrelevant. Continuously learn and work on cultivating creativity and solutions that work. Number three, compassion. Establish respect and rapport quickly with colleagues and employees so collaboration is easy and fun. Be transparent and authentic when you share with collaborative partners so trust can be developed and be willing to see their perspectives with an open heart and mind. Number four, experimentation. Be willing to test things out and take smart risks so that you become the change agent in your company. This may require you to develop a new training program for your leaders. And finally, synergy. Work-life balance is crucial for employee well-being, happiness, and productivity. Finding ways to reduce stress and encourage well-rounded collaborative partners who have hobbies and interests outside of work is necessary. You can find that information on HuffingtonPost.com. Vanel, again, super proud of you. <laughs> Where, so do you do any kinds of, um, I know you go to the Comic-Cons, do you do other kinds of events where people can kind of interact with you and see this piece in person? Yeah, um, I actually want to start. Like, did you connect with Florenza? Are you going to be a part of her, her festival? Yes, um, I actually, um, you know, of course, talked to her in the lobby. Good, 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 good. Uh, got a car, we exchanged information, and I'll definitely be, you know, going to that, that, um, that thing that she she's gonna be hosting, and I cannot wait for that. Like she she hyped that up for me, so I'm, I cannot yeah. wait. <laughs> so connecting with other kinds of vending opportunities yeah. for exposure, I just think is important, especially since you are focusing on our community, right? Yes. And so we're hosting all kinds of events um, where you can meet folks that will probably you know see this vision that you've got. Yeah, and I, you know, of course, I, I wouldn't mind at all to, to go ahead and go. I'll be, I love to, you know. So um, even, you know, going to uh, just even small stuff, you know. Um, and I wouldn't even say it's small because, you know, every, everything has value to it. And, um, you know, every look, sure. every person um, counts. You have no idea what that's going to lead to. Really. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, just talking to just one person and getting their mindset to change, you know, that person can be so powerful, you know, growing up, you know, so. Is this something that started out as a hobby for you that you had no idea could become a business? Man, I was nine years old. 
um, just, you know, following my brother. He was drawing some comics and stuff. Um, and next thing you know, I was Is like, he still yeah. drawing comics? No, he's not. He, he's an electrical engineer now. He, so you he went all picked the way. it up. I picked it up and kept it. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Yeah. So um, I, once I started writing, it just I just enjoyed it so much. And, um, you know, Growing up, uh, you know, I had all the toys and this and that, and all of them was Caucasian. And I was like, man, I need to, I need to do something. You know, I need to do something about this. And um, and I just really started keep going, you know, um, and drawing all these characters out, uh, and just um, just trying to build a, a platform for, you know, for us, you know, because I feel like, you know, we're always at a disadvantage, and I just want to make sure that. Uh, we, we we clap back, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Mm, I love it. Well, I hope this is my copy because I'm looking it's forward to reading yours. this. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely yours. Issue two, issue three is on the way. Perfect. Well, again, I want to thank you, and I want to thank you all for tuning in today. This has been a lot of fun. I think I'm getting the wrap up cue. Yeah. Okay. Well, next week, let's see. We will be focused on, we're going to be switching gears a little bit, talking about income protection for families. Um, and I think it's a, it's a huge topic uh, as it pertains to generational wealth. A lot of us are starting from zero. You know, we can't compete when, um, when the other communities have sort of a protocol in place. So we'll be looking at that and I, I look forward to talking with you all then. Have a great week. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community not a particular political party. Phenomenal. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black.